What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the Hyperfast Wealth Show, we look at how to raise capital specifically when you're starting out. A lot of real estate investors are good initially at finding deals, fund them with their own money, but then they get stuck, right? They can only do one or two deals at a time and they get stuck raising money. Well, I sat down with Dave Dubas, founder of the Money Partner Formula, and he talked about how he's raised millions of dollars and taught other people how to do it through a simple process of attracting investors to you instead of you having to chase them. Welcome to the show, Dave Dubas. Welcome to the show, Dave. How are you doing? Dan, I am fantastic. Long time no see. I got to interview you <laughs> yesterday, so it's back to back. Yeah, I'm, I was excited to be on your show, and, and now you're on ours, so yeah. uh, a lot of fun. Before, and I know you've, you've got a ton of, of awesome stuff that, that we're going to be able to talk about. I know raising capital, specifically how to do it as smaller investors. I, I think this is a topic that intimidates a lot of people or, or they don't know how to do it or they're scared and, and just you know some of it maybe they just don't know and, and once they, they know that it becomes easier but before we jump into that why don't you tell folks a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today all right well you're gonna hear pretty quick i'm canadian you'll out and about will probably come up once in a while so i'm up in beautiful british columbia canada and um born and raised here but spent almost 14 years living overseas, 10 of those years in Costa Rica, where I had a language training company down there, and then uh, moved back to Canada in 2003. And it was a question of, okay, what am I gonna do, going to do now? So I hadn't been able to sell my business. I've been gone so long, I didn't have, uh, didn't have contacts where we moved to, didn't have credit. It was pretty much unemployable. I've been self-employed for so long. So it was like, I don't know if you remember these things, Dan, but I saw one of those late night infomercials. Do you remember those things? It's been a while, but yeah, they've they've uh, like Tony Robbins used to be big on those. Oh yeah, huge, huge. So um, yeah, so it sound, sounded something like this: You too can get rich in real estate with little or no money down. Remember those? Yep. Yeah. Well, I said perfect. That's what I got. So I sent away for this course, got it, put it to work, did eighteen deals in eighteen months in in the small community that I live in creative, no money, low money down type deals, which is fun. Um, took a break from real estate investing, joined forces with an up and coming real estate guru up here, kind of the Canadian version of rich dad, poor dad, and helped him grow his companies and took some time off from actively investing and then got back into it in 2010. And that's when I first started raising capital, or I should say first started failing miserably at raising mm. capital. So like a lot of people, I don't know if you can relate to this, Dan, but my first couple of deals, uh, I self-financed, and then I ran out of, I hit the wall, ran out of cash, ran out of credit. Of course, that's what most, most investors do, right? I think, I think in the beginning, you have trouble finding deals, and you figure that out, then you have trouble funding them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I definitely did. And that seems to be when the perfect deals land in your lap, right? So that's what happened to me. I had this really good deal land in my lap, and I 
crunched the numbers and I figured out, you know, it was a little rent own deal. I was going to make about 40 grand over two years on this little deal. And I was excited about that. The only, the only uh, wrench in the system was I didn't have the 85 grand for the down payment for the property. And I'd heard, I'd always heard, Hey, just go find a good deal and the money will find you, right? Go find a good deal. The money will find you. But you know, as much as I like to believe in the secret and the power of the universe and all this kind of stuff, I knew I was probably going to have to do something to raise some money. So it also heard, hey, pick up the phone and start dialing for dollars. And to be perfectly frank with you, Dan, I hated that idea, but I did it anyhow. And I called and got rejected and called and got rejected and did that about a dozen times and couldn't stand the rejection. So I quit doing that. And then also remember somebody telling me, well, you know what, if you've got a really good deal, go out there and tell people about it, right? Go, go, uh, network schmooze right so i tried that local bni local chamber of commerce postmasters wherever they let me in i practiced my 30 second commercial raised absolutely zero dollars and uh 2020 hindsight i think it's just because i was desperate and that kind of oozed out of every pore in my body right and by this time i was getting really really tight on time so i got a one-week extension on the deal and came up with a brainstorm dan let me let me know what you think of this idea so i the one good part of the idea was I, I said, hey, um, I'm going to create a, a group of people that I'm going to focus on. So I came up with a list of about 200 people that I already kind of knew, had a pre-existing relationship with. So that was a good idea. The bad idea was I spammed them all with my deal. I said, basically, it was, hey, Dave. I, I, hey, it's Dave. I've got this deal. Have you got any cash? And I zapped that out to all 200 people. And then I think, that was it. That was it. That was just all you said. It was well, not quite that bad. Okay, <laughs> not much better than that, you know. And and I remember that I said that out on it was like a Wednesday night at about seven o'clock at night. Next morning, I was up. I was so excited because I started seeing some traction. I started seeing some replies. Till I started reading the replies, and Dan, they all basically said, "Hey, Debo, dude, I haven't heard from you in forever. And here you are trying to hit me up for cash for a deal. Take a hike." <laughs> so i crashed and burned miserably my friend and and after i licked my wounds for a while I, I sat back and i thought about this and i said hey this sucks like this whole finding a deal and the money's going to magically find you thing isn't flying for me what if i could figure out a way to get some investors lined up ready to go in the wings and then go looking for deals so why don't we do it the other way around get the investors first then go find the deal. So that's when I decided to put on my thinking cap and uh, looked at my previous marketing experiences. Hey, you know, I've had pretty good success do, using marketing with a whole bunch of different stuff. Why don't I see if I could use marketing for attracting investors and raising capital? So that's how I came up with this money partner formula. It's worked pretty well for me and for lots and lots of other people as well. So what is the money partner formula you came up with? How does it work? How, how did it work too? Like what were the yeah. results? Well, the results have been really good for me. So when I was doing those kind of deals, which were small rent-to-own type deals, I raised, it wasn't huge money, but just under a million bucks for those deals. Then I got into multifamily properties, raised millions of dollars for different multifamily deals that I've been involved in. But more importantly, I've helped tons and tons and tons of uh, other, what I call mom and pop investors get started with raising capital following this process. And it works really, really well for getting your first 500,000, maybe up to 2 million bucks in investor capital. So the first step, Dan, is, you know, 
get that target group of prospective investors, people that you already have a pre-existing relationship with. So friends, family members, coworkers, business associates, you know them, they know you. Because one of the big mistakes I see people making, kind of like I did back in the day, is they think anybody and everybody with a pulse and a checkbook mm. could be a good investor. And that's dumb for two reasons. Reason number one, common sense, right? If you're just getting started with raising capital, you don't have any track record with investors. Why is a complete stranger going to invest with you? They don't like you, they don't know you, and they certainly don't trust you with their money. So you're starting from scratch. That's the first problem. The second problem is this pesky little thing called legalities and the Securities and Exchange Commission mm. in the States. And in Canada, we've got our own version up here as well. So it's no easier here. And basically they say, it's illegal for us to raise capital from the general public unless we're licensed to do so or unless we've got certain exemptions or we're set up in a certain corporate structure or we got an offering memorandum, all this kind of stuff that's you know, pretty pricey for the average mom and pop investor who's just getting started. So the logical place to start is with people that you already have a pre-existing relationship with. They that's, know, that's, yeah. that's that's how I started, by the way. Yeah, most friends, most family, and, and clients who knew me already. Right. And that's the smart way to go, right? And it's the only logical way to go as well. So now the question is how to go about doing it. So the way I did it originally sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't want to do that. But the one smart thing I did was create that list of a couple of hundred people and really, really laser focus on them. But here's the trick. So step number one, come up with that list and then... Step 1.2 is reconnect with those people on a personal level first before you start pitching deals. And the way we do that, Dan, is a very simple process, a little three-step email campaign that you can send out to all of the, the, the people on your list. And basically, it's breaking the ice. It's reintroducing yourself. It's catching people up on what you've been up to for the last number of years and not talking business yet, right? So it's all about having that genuine reconnection. And then also the third message is we're giving people the heads up that we're going to switch gears. We're going to start talking about real estate investing and who knows, they might be interested in partnering up with us at some point in the future or not. That's fine too, but we give them the respect and we give them the heads up that we're going to start that conversation. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, and I know from experience that, you know, some of the people might, might invest fairly soon with you. Others might, might watch for a year or two. And then out of the blue, they, they call you up and, you know, want to, want to get in, in your, your deal, but you, you definitely can't come to someone that you haven't talked to much recently and, and just throw a deal in there. Their yeah. Face. That's that uh, at, at the friends and family level, at least. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So that's exactly right. So it's really, really interesting because a lot of us, obviously we're looking for people who are ready, willing, and, to, and, and ready to invest immediately because that's when we want the money. However, we got to remember that the vast majority of folks in your list aren't going to be ready, willing, or able to invest with you at this particular time, but give them a little bit of time, show them that you're constant and consistent, and they will be ready to invest at some point in the future. So we want to make sure that we are the obvious choice for that. So anyhow, that was, that was step number one of this five-step process. Hey, that's a great thought, but let me get to this question that I just got from one of my followers uh, right to my phone. Uh, by the way, did you know you can text me at 703-215-1684? 
This is a new thing I've rolled out. I'm letting my listeners and uh, people that subscribe and follow me on social media connect with me directly to my phone on text message. It's me answering them and, and responding. You can ask me anything about real estate, investing, business, whatever. Just text 703-215-1684 and I will respond to you. Step number two is all about having an effective investor presentation ready to go. So here's another big mistake I see a lot of people making, Dan. And let me know if you've ever seen this is because you and I are immersed in real estate day in, day out, your followers are immersed in this stuff. We assume everybody else is a real estate weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I say that with love and affection, a, weird, a real estate fan like we are. And that's a big mistake. Most people don't give two hoots about real estate as an investment. So if we make our presentation too complex, too complicated, it's gonna go over their heads, it's gonna confuse them, and a confused mind is always going to say no. So here's my trick. My trick is to keep your presentation Reader's Digest level. The Reader's Digest is a magazine that's written for grown-ups. However, it's written at a 13-year-old reading and comprehension level. That doesn't mean the readers are dummies. It just means they keep it super simple and easy to consume. And they're, they're, fa they're fairly short too, right? The stories fairly themselves. Like, yeah. yeah, so we don't want to... We don't want to overwhelm people with too much data, too many graphs, too many charts, too much of all of this kind of stuff. We want to keep it super simple, keep it laser focused, and keep it easy for people to understand so they don't feel dumb. Does that make sense? It it it, it does, yeah. And I, and I agree. I think I think you know when we're in the business ourselves, whatever it is, not just real estate, but any business, we that's our world, right? That's our environment. So it's like it's easy to assume that because this is basic to us that it should be to everyone, even though. Oh yeah, we and we start throwing terms out there like assuming everybody understands what ROI means or IRR or NOIs or all this kind of jargon, ARVs, all these all these fun terms that you know most of your listeners are going to understand right off the bat. The average human being doesn't know what that means, and we have to. We have to step back and, and understand that and, and talk to them at that level. Now, they know other stuff that we don't know, and they can talk over our heads all day long kind of thing. So we got to always remember that. So that's step number two. Have your presentation ready to go. And then step number three, this is where we really start to get into the, for me, the fun stuff. And that is the marketing. Constant, consistent communication. I know you're a, a master of this, Dan. But again, here are my tips. Uh, when it comes to raising capital, some of the things that are working best right now for our clients are uh, electronic newsletters, also known as e-zines, video logs work really well, and blog posts. And then again, we want to make sure we keep everything at a Reader's Digest level, keep it very, very easy to consume. Try to make it what I call edutaining, a little <laughs> bit educational, and hopefully a little bit entertaining so people enjoy getting your, your weekly communications. And then here's the trick always have a very clear call to action at the end of all of your marketing. Tell people exactly what you want them to do. Hey, click on the button below, book a time for us to have a meeting and let's see if this makes sense for you. You follow along with me there, Dan? Absolutely. Uh, you you, yeah. you got to tell them what to do and, and make it easy and, and obvious or, or, or they're gone. <laughs> exactly. Or they don't get it, right? We don't, we, I see too many people expecting their, uh, the other, the other folks to connect the dots, 
never assume that somebody's going to connect the dots. You have to connect the dots for them, make it super, super simple. So that's all about the marketing. Highly recommend you get to the point where you're communicating with your people on your list at least once a week. And again, keep it light, keep it agitating. Uh, don't get too deep into the weeds. Here's the other thing, right? We are real estate uh, fanatics. We love this stuff. We love learning about it. The other person doesn't want to learn everything that we know about real estate investing. What they really want to know is they want the gist of it and they want to know that we know our stuff. Does that make sense, Dan? So that's yep. really, really important. Then step number four of this five-step process, now that we got that target group, we got our investor presentation ready to go, we got the marketing going. Step number four is to be seen as a credible authority, as an expert in the eyes of your target group of prospective investors. And here's the good news, you guys. You don't need to have a gazillion deals under your belt like Dan does and you know, have, have your own uh, you know, amazing podcast and all these kind of platforms and stuff. You don't need all of that to get started. Is it helpful? It definitely is helpful. But here's what you need to get started. Simple stuff, right? So some of my suggestions are A, have a good sharp looking website. B, dress the part. When you're going to be talking with somebody about investing with you, show them a little bit of respect. Dress, dress professionally, professionally, at least business casual. That'll give them respect. That'll get you respect back from them. Speak knowledgeably about your strategy and your target market where you're investing in primarily. Have sharp looking materials. Invest a few bucks in getting some professional headshots taken. Use those in your website on your, your presentation as well. Invest a few bucks in getting some nice business cards put together. Things like this go a long way. They don't break the bank and it makes you stand, stand out in the eyes of your prospective investor. And then last but not least there, Dan, once you've got one or two investors on board, it's easy to start the snowball effect mm. because your investors tend to hang out with other people with money. So right. proactive about this, and I'm sure you've seen this a lot, you can get really good testimonials. And I always recommend if you can get video testimonials, those are the best. And then you can also get warm introductions to people that they know. Because again, birds of a feather flock together. Your investors tend to hang out with other people with money as well. So if you do a good job with them, if they're happy with you and you're proactive, you can get referrals and you can get really good testimonials. And that's the five-step process in a nutshell, my friend. And how how scalable is this? You you said half a million to two million, but yeah. you know what if what if people want to do more? Well, if people want to do more, they... I mean, then then you start getting out probably outside of your sphere of influence is where you start working with accredited investors. Now the process is similar. I mean, the, the this creates the skeleton of everything that you need for that. But this process is really all about getting started, getting your first. I don't know, three, four, five, maybe up to 10 investors on the go. And then at that point, the combination of you starting to reach out to accredited investors plus getting referrals and testimonials is going to take you a long way. Well, and then, and then you've got some experience, you've built up the track record, uh, you've got the cash flow perhaps to, to do the more expensive steps, like, exactly. like getting the exemptions and the the things that are required to, you know, do general solicitation and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I, I think even outside of real estate, if you look at tech companies and startups, and I think they kind of go through a, a fairly similar process, you know, they, they do their, their 
friends and family around and then they're pre-series A and, and, and you know, this, this really is probably no different of a process. Than no, it probably isn't. We focus specifically on real estate investors because that's, that's what I am as well. So, but yeah, the, the process would work anywhere. But again, what I've found over the years, and it's been a long time, I've been teaching and training people about real estate is that most, most folks just don't know how to get started. So they get stuck. They get stuck with one or two or three properties in their portfolio and they stay stuck. Uh, they, 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 they can only uh, grow as, as quickly as they can put the money away for their next down payment, right? So that really limits people's growth. Now, is there a preferred structure you've found that friends and family like? You know, do they, do they want to be second debt or do they want to be equity or have, you know, upside or split of profits or fixed return or, or does it just kind of matter on, on, on the deal and the person? Yes, to all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, here's what I always suggest, Dan, and it's going to be different for everybody, right? So if you've already got a portfolio of properties, you've got some equity in those properties, and you want to bring somebody on board uh, in a second position or a second mortgage, you know, maybe they're, they're going to use their, IRA, their IRA or they're going to use their 401k or up here in Canada, their RSPs or whatever it is, uh, then, then you could be looking at a debt type of a structure, or if you need somebody to come on board and not only bring the cash, but also help qualify for the financing, that's probably going to be more of a joint venture kind of a, a structure in that case. But again, it really depends what kind of deals you're doing, how much capital you need, you know, how many investors you're going to have on board per deal. There's so many different variables uh, that there's no one size fits all. And after, after they come on board, I think, I think here's an important question or, or thing we should cover because um, it's great to get them on board and, and investing with you on the first deal, but what, what do you recommend people do after that to keep them informed about what's going on and also yeah. keep them interested in upcoming deals? That's a really good point, Dan. So here's the trick, right? Because a lot of people have a hang up about working with friends and family because they've always heard, hey, neither a borrower nor a lender fee. <laughs> don't work with friends and family. That's a recipe for disaster. And it can be if you don't do it correctly. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you have a client that needs to buy or sell a home in the DMV area? Then why not trust the highest selling team in the DMV, the Carrie Scholl team? We've helped thousands of buyers and sellers and would love to help your clients. And we guarantee we will save them time, money, and stress throughout the process. And they will be so grateful that you referred them to us. Go to carryshoal.com to learn more. Again, that's carryshoal.com to learn more about sending us your clients that need to buy or sell a home in the DMV area. That's carryshoal.com. So here's, here's my tip on that. Here's how to work with friends and family successfully. And that is to treat it as if you were working with a complete stranger. So for example, if you were working with a complete stranger or an accredited investor, uh, they're going to want to have their own lawyers take a look at the paperwork, right? So make sure your friend or your family, even if it's your mom or your dad or your brother or your sister, adult, child, doesn't matter. Get them to get their own independent legal advice. All right, that's, that's super important. Second thing is to make sure you've got all of the right paperwork set up. So the big re recipe for disaster is going in on a deal on a spit and handshake, right? That's 
that's definitely a recipe for disaster. So have the appropriate legal paperwork all set up, however you're gonna be structuring that. And then getting to your point, what do you do once you got the deal on the go? Well, if you are working with an accredited investor, they're gonna to wanna to see regular reports on that deal, whatever that is, whether that's quarterly, whether that's every six months, whether that's annually, whatever it is, or whether it's a kind of a scale, you wanna do the same thing with your friend or your family member. I'm gonna suggest you probably wanna meet with them quarterly, at least for the first year, while they're getting comfortable with it, and then you can kick back to once every six months upon you know uh, mutual agreement. But it's having that constant, consistent communication is very, very important. That's um, that is super, super important. Um, then the other thing is, and this this is really important as well, Dan. When you're working with a close family member, have a side agreement that says, "Hey, let's say Dan, let's say." Uh, we're brother-in-laws, right? And and you come on board as an investor with me. Well, we're going to have all of that set up. And then I'm going to have a, a personal agreement, a handshake agreement in this case with them. And say, hey, Dan, let's make a deal. If you have any questions about this deal anytime, reach out to me, right? I'm all, we're going to be meeting on a quarterly basis. I'm going to be sending you reports. If there's any issues at all, you'll be the first one to know. If you have any questions, just reach out to me. But let's make this deal. Anytime we get together for a family get-together, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever, Labor Day, whatever it is, let's have a personal agreement that we're not going to talk business at those times. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, I, th I think I think you 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 want to. Yeah, I, th I think having the separation is, is good. Oh, it's very important, especially at those at right. those family get-togethers, right? So, so if you have if you have all of that set up, then you're setting yourself up for success when it comes to the the person reinvesting with you well that's going to depend a lot on two things number one how happy are they with the deal they're currently doing with you if they're happy if things are going along well if you're doing what you told them that you're going to be doing if you under promised and you're doing your best to over deliver then they're going to be happy campers and they're probably going to be open to looking at your next deal so i'd always have them uh, in, keep them in my core group of prospective investors they get first dibs on any new deals that they come down the pipeline. And I, I think part of it too is not not only how well the investment did, but how how well were you communicating in accordance with what you said and, and updating them, like you said, and answering their questions, right? Like, like that that all matters just as much as the you know the actual return, I think. I think it, it matters in many cases it matters more, right? Because <laughs> no, not not all real estate deals go according to plan. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, Dan, but it's happened to me a couple of times that, you know, and that's why we do our best to under promise and then over delivers to have a little bit of wiggle room there. But you, you definitely want to communicate things when they aren't going super well, because our tendency, our human nature is to zip it and to pretend nothing, nothing's going wrong. And that's the worst thing you can do. So you want to make sure if there's anything going wrong with the deal that you communicate very, very clearly with your investor, they might not be happy about it, but they will appreciate it in the long term. And especially if you can turn things around, they'll be much, much more likely to refer you and reinvest with you again in the future. Well, Dave, this has been great. I love your, I love your formula. It's an amazing way for people to get started with enough capital to, you know, to, to do their first two, three, four, five deals. Uh, you know, with, with, without their own money or, or without using all of their own money. And it's, it's something I think anybody can use. I know people out there that 
I've been doing deals with their own money, might feel stuck at one or two or three. Um, dive into to what Dave has, has, has taught you here and embrace it and, and take action. Before we wrap up, I always like to do a hyper fast round if you're ready for some rapid fire questions and answers. I'm ready. I don't know what the answers will be like, but I'm ready for questions. <laughs> All right. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new investor? Get one successful deal under your belt first before you go out starting to, to try to raise capital. Now, you don't necessarily need to do that under your financial own financial steam. You can partner up with somebody who's actively doing deals and pay to play, pay to learn as you go along, but get at least one successful deal under your belt first. Okay. What's your biggest piece of advice to an experienced investor? Hmm. So for an experienced investor, I would suggest that you never stop A, looking for deals and B, looking for capital. Because a big mistake I see a lot of people do making is you get to a certain level of success and then they start to coast and they just kind of expect the gravy train to continue. Mm. You always got to keep working it. What's, what's a common mistake you see successful real estate investors make? I think it's not just real estate investors, but a lot of professionals in any field, they get, they stop learning. They, they figure they've got her made, they, they got her dialed in and they just don't have that edge anymore and, and they lose it. And somebody who's quicker, smarter, faster jumps in and, and takes over market share from them. What's the uh, biggest challenge you've had in business and how did you overcome it or, or what did you learn from it? Hmm. Well, life seems to be full of challenges at different times there, Dan. So uh, I think one of the biggest lessons I learned was, you know, when I went to, first went to Costa Rica, I had a thousand bucks in my pocket. I thought, hey, here I am, a Canadian guy in Latin America working illegally. Uh, how difficult will it be to start my own business? So I started my own business and, uh, and made a go of it and lived for 10 good years in, in a foreign country, in a foreign language and all that kind of good stuff. So that, that gave me confidence in trying new things. So again, same thing happened when I came back to Canada. I had to start all over again from scratch. That's when I jumped into real estate investing. So it's a matter of, of just, you know, put your head down and go for it and, and give it a good shot. And, and if you kind of burned your bridges behind you, you're, you're going to make it one way or the other. All right. Last one. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? You know what? That is a really good question. I love what I do. So hopefully 10 years from now, I'm doing the same thing, if not something very, very similar, because um, I, I love it. <laughs> That's, so I'm not, I'm not looking forward to a retirement and kicking back on the beach or anything like that. Um, I do like the beach. I, look, I do like kicking back, but I love what I do, so I'll keep doing it. Which, which, which beach do you go to now, by the way? Because I don't think you have too many in British Columbia, right? Well, we do, actually. But oh, you I, do? I don't go to too, too many in British Columbia. <laughs> but uh, when, when COVID isn't rearing its ugly head, uh, we like to spend a lot of time in a small place called Busarias in Mexico, which is close to Puerto Vallarta. We've been going down there for 37 years. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I know you you mentioned earlier that you've not only raised millions of dollars for yourself with the methods that, that you've taught us today, but you've, you've helped other people do the same. So if there is a real estate investor out there that 
wants to learn or anyone, but if, if they want to learn how to raise capital for real estate when they're starting out, uh, how, how do they connect with you or where should they go to learn more? Well, let's, let's do something special for your followers, Dan. So if, if they want to connect with me, simplest thing is to go to moneypartnerformula.com. That's my website. They can poke around there. They can get a free ebook copy of my book. Uh, they can also attend one of my upcoming virtual one-day workshops. So we spend a full eight hours taking a deep dive into this, showing people exactly what to do. Uh, the price is very, very reasonable. And if they use... We're going to create a special link just for your followers, my friend. So if they use the, the hyperfast as the discount code, they'll get 50% off the ticket price, which brings it down from a whopping $97 down to a whopping $47, thanks to Dan. All right. So you can find that at moneypartnerformula.com on events. Use the discount code hyperfast to get 50 bucks off. And then you can spend a day taking a deep dive into the whole process. All right, so if you want to learn more, go to moneypartnerformula.com, the events tab or, or, or button on there, and then use, use the code HYPERFAST to get 50% off. Uh, that's an amazing offer. I encourage anyone who needs to learn how to raise capital for real estate to take advantage of that. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Dave, and for all of our listeners and viewers out there. Thank you. I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyperfat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyperfat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.